hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the So What Podcast. I'm your host, Emma Hall, and it's nice to be chatting with y'all today. Since this is the first episode, I think we might as well get to know each other a little bit. As I mentioned earlier, my name is Emma. I'm a junior here at the University of North Alabama. I'm studying journalism and multimedia management with a minor in technical writing. This podcast is designed to be a creative and educational piece where every couple of weeks I come on here and talk about current events, such as news and politics. I know that sounds absolutely riveting, but I promise if you stick with me, we can both learn a few things about this giant floating ball we live on and why it matters to you. I'm recording this live and local in our UNA studio. It's a little rainy outside today, so I hope it's a little brighter where you are. Now on to today's topic, climate change. Let's talk about it. The Paris Climate Agreement, established in December of 2015 at the United Nations Climate Change Conference in Paris. And on this special day, around 197 countries came together into agreement to focus on one major goal, combating climate change through lowering carbon emissions. According to the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, or the UNFCCC, one of the main countries that took part in this is, well, you can guess it, it's us, the U.S. of A. Yes, former President Barack Obama joyfully agreed and tied the United States to the agreement in 2015 and expressed his love for the agreement and hoped the United States would continue the agreement long after his presidency. Enter former President Donald Trump. Say what you will, but Donald Trump made a strong decision in 2019 deciding to withdraw the United States from the Paris Climate Accord and denounce the entire operation publicly. However, the day President Joe Biden was inaugurated on January 20th, 2021, he rejoined the Paris Climate Accord. This may be a very positive step towards the United States being willing to combat climate change. However, the actions of former President Donald Trump caused a serious diplomatic rift against the United States. Speaking of President Joe Biden, he also signed a few executive orders on his first day of office that showed his seriousness on the issue. The executive orders he signed stopped the leasing of public land and waters for gas and oil companies, and he called for, quote, a thorough review of existing permits for fossil fuel development, reports CNBC. This is a fundamental step in lowering the carbon and other greenhouse gas emissions in the United States. The United States has more emissions per person than any other country in the world, but China is still the leader of total emissions, but it's not by much. To provide a little context, greenhouse gases are gases that trap heat in the atmosphere, according to EPA.org. And if they continue to rise at the rate that they are, the planet will continue to heat in temperature, which will lead to a whole load of mess. Think of the California wildfires. 7,279 fire incidents happened in California as of December 3rd, 2020, according to DisasterPhilanthropy.org. Yes, I meant what I said. Rising temperatures around our Earth are causing our polar ice caps to melt at an astonishing rate. But it is also causing massive landslides that crash into the ocean and send shockwaves through the sea. What has been found, though, is these tsunamis can be very large, large enough to wipe out mountainslides 
in Alaska or kill Western Canadian citizens and wash their homes straight into the ocean. CBC.ca reports that landslide-triggered tsunamis are becoming more frequent with climate change, and even cites a 55-story high tsunami that crashed into a mountain in Alaska, leaving it pretty much barren. Now that's some scary stuff. Also, with the ice caps melting, there's another cause for concern. Antarctica is going to melt if there is no action. All of Antarctica is on top of a bed of ice, and once that ice has melted, it'll all go under the ocean. An iceberg last Friday that is more than 20 times the size of Manhattan just broke off of Antarctica. This is because a major crack has formed in the bed of the continent, and the land around it is receding, according to Science Insider. NASA has also done some tests on the Earth in Antarctica, and the study showed, quote, Greenland has lost an average of 279 billion tons of ice per year between 1993 and 2019. But that's not even the worst part. In 2019, there was a so-called extra warm, where even more ice melted and obliterated all records around this data. 586 billion tons. That is astronomical. Now, I'm not saying you need to burn all of your electronics and go completely green just yet, but I think a lot of people do not really understand what we do on a daily basis that can hurt the earth around us. Burning fossil fuels and cutting down trees are major causes of climate change. Our world is ever-changing, and there is no reason why we should not change to make our home a little healthier. Antarctica is home to a lot of animals as well, most of whom would die without it. Many of the animals that depend on Antarctica and other snow-peaked areas are becoming more and more endangered every day. Some good examples of this would be the polar bears and the snow leopard. These two species have become very prominent members of the endangered species list due to climate change. But if you decide to help, head over to worldwildlife.org to donate and help save our wildlife. Alrighty, folks. We have reached the point in this podcast where we have to break it down and ask the question, so what? So what does this all mean for you? Why should you care? Besides the obvious of not wanting to die, or you don't want your children or your children's children to die because of something we could have prevented. As I mentioned earlier, if the carbon or greenhouse gas emissions continue to rise, the temperature of our planet will rise with it. Also, if we do nothing to combat climate change, there are a whole other things that would happen. Our sea levels will only continue to rise. Our sea levels could impact 1 billion people by 2050. All of the ice in our Arctic will completely disintegrate, killing millions of wildlife, and could possibly cause tsunamis. Heat waves could also happen. It's already hot enough in the summer. We don't need it to be any hotter. Not to mention increased flood risk. The west coast of our nation is completely vulnerable to flooding. Temperature is going to rise globally. Increased tsunamis, ocean wildlife will struggle to survive, and coastal cities and habitats could easily be overwhelmed by rising sea levels. So what does this matter to you? Let's say you're like me and you live in North Alabama. Why should I care if the beach comes closer to me? Well, do you like fish? How about dolphins? Turtles? really any marine life, okay? Then you'll be hurt to know that your grandkids may never get the chance to see a coral reef with their own eyes. It'll only exist as a photograph. And suddenly, it'll be too late for you or anyone else to reverse it. How sad is that? 
Basically, what's happening is carbon dioxide is being absorbed into the ocean, and it's affecting the pH of the water in a process called ocean acidification. Laws in the United States have potential to incorporate ocean acidification policies, but there needs to be more pressure put on our representatives to enact them. Not only that, but we need to confront those that say climate change is a hoax and make it known to as wide of an audience as possible. Earth is in need of our help. So unless you haven't developed this thing called empathy, we could all do a little bit more confronting this enormous disaster awaiting us. Having ignored the signs for this long, it is almost entirely irreversible. The problem only grows exponentially from here, and the Arctic glaciers form mile-long cracks that break off and melt into the ocean, causing sea levels to rise across the globe. So let's say you did live on the coast. Unless you plan on growing gills or building an ark, don't tell me you're okay with the idea of a great flood. Millions of people are at risk of being killed or displaced, just depending on the preparedness of each state and local government. According to a group at Yale called Yale Environment 360, quote, U.S. coastal cities face billions of dollars in costs for the extensive infrastructure projects needed to protect against rising seas and worsening storms. From Boston to Miami, government officials are only beginning to grasp the enormous expense of what will be required. Now, I don't know about you, but America, as I and many others see it, is not exactly getting itself together right now. After nearly two decades of polarized government and what feels like annual government shutdowns, America's inability to pass meaningful legislation gives me little to no hope that anything is going to be done in time to stop the crisis. In the long run, climate deniers are just as much of a threat to society and human life as any tornado, earthquake, hurricane, or tsunami could ever be. That's because the number of lives that would be lost far outnumbers the lives lost in today's storms. You're denying science and logic at the detriment of those around you, and then accusing others of being the problem. So I think it's time we stop listening to the old rants about how things used to be, and instead make decisions for our life and our future to come. There's a lot that needs to be done about climate change, and it just seems like things aren't cutting it. So remember, there are things that you can do about climate change. Sign petitions, force legislation, use your voice, impact the world. You can do it. Popular petitions that you can go to would be change.org or support.nature.org. And this concludes the first episode of the So What podcast. If you'd like to follow me on my podcasting journey, feel free to follow me at Emma G0521 on Instagram, Paul0521 on Twitter, and Emma Hall on LinkedIn. If you'd like to follow the podcast on Instagram, you can also do so at the So What Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on my first adventure into podcasting. I appreciate every single one of you that listened. Come back in a couple weeks where I will be covering an important and current event. Have a great day, everybody.